This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It's Wednesday of Chargers Week here at the Star in Frisco. And, of course, we are always grateful for you guys listening, but especially today, the day before Thanksgiving. It's going to be a fun one, and it's going to be a big game for the Dallas Cowboys after they've had two hard losses. But how are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm thankful to be covering a game so quickly after what happened Sunday night. Yeah, just get it out of your mind. Quick turnaround. Let's go. Yeah, why not? That's it's it's to the point now where they're going to come fast and you got to find a way to win them, though. That's that's the whole the whole secret. Jerry Jones said it yesterday. It's about arithmetic now. So Mm -hmm. you better figure out a way to win them to be involved with arithmetic. You don't want to be the guy that has equals zero. Yeah, before we got into the three games in 12 days, what did you think? I think we did a poll on that, Mm -hmm. that they were going to go undefeated. Well, that was one of them. I think everybody went to two and one. That was kind of the thought, right? Yeah, I think think two and one won the poll, too. Yeah, I thought two and and one was the fandom. They thought that maybe the Philadelphia loss would happen, and now you got to figure out a way. Honestly, you have to figure out a way to win four games now if you really want to be honest about this. Four out of six? Yeah, you've got to find a way. Maybe five out of six. Well, no, no, four in the next four. You've got to find a way to go on a little streak. You've got to, you've got to build up something, some momentum when Ezekiel Elliott comes back. That's what you've got to do. You've got to find a way to kind of, you know, okay, hey, we got a little, we're feeling good. Okay, now we add him to the mix. It's like, oh, wow, look what we just got here, a Christmas present. You've got to make those last two games yeah, count. Make it count. I mean, get, you know, look at last year. I look at Green Bay's team. At this time, they were four and six last year and that's when Aaron Rodgers made the proclamation that hey we were going to be in the playoffs we're going to we're going to we're going to get in the playoffs and all of a sudden they won and then they they were one of those teams that you know that got in the end and of course they defeated Dallas and or they beat the Giants at home defeated Dallas on the road and then went to Atlanta and I know it was a difficult game for them to win but sometimes you have to draw the line in the sand and I was hopeful last week that they would have drawn the line in the sand I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little kind of like, oh, but, hey, you've got to find a way to turn this thing the positive direction. Well, the defense emptied their tank in the first half. I mean, they, yeah. they did everything they could uh, to put the team in position in the first half, and you only got three, five punts, right? Five yeah. straight three and outs, which yeah. never happened since Marinelli's been the defensive coordinator here. In four seasons, they've never had that. I looked it up. Yeah. But you only got three field goals out of it, and then the dam broke. Yeah, and um, they've got to find a way to put two halves together. I, I don't know. We've talked about adjustments all week, but I think to it's nauseum. Yeah, it's not so much that. It's just staying on top of your assignments series after series. Yeah, and some of it has to do with talent. Some of it has to do with not having certain guys that you, there's no other way around it. Prescott went through yesterday with you guys about the, the the mistakes and stuff that he made. See, that's not about adjustments. That to me is about him realizing that hey, I missed this throw. I missed this throw. I should have done this. You know, that's that's a second year quarterback right there. I mm-hmm. mean, I you know, I know people have taken this the wrong way with me about oh, that I thought that Romo, you know, can carry the team and Dak can't. And I, I think I went back and watched the show yesterday and, and you questioned me on that and rightfully so. But the the thing about it is Dak is a young quarterback and he but the fact that he realizes that he can't miss throws, I think speaks well to his future, you know. But he 
He's got to execute better, and he, and that's on the quarterback. But then he's not. There's 46 other guys that need to, or 45 other guys that need to figure it out too. You can't, like Rob says, you can't go in these games and play half of the game. You've got to figure out a way to fight through the whole game. I think Kansas City was a great example of fighting through a game. I mean, they fought through it. I mean, Kansas City is not an easy team to deal with, and you know, with all their weapons, and they played great run defense. They covered on the back end. They scored points. It was it was Zeke. I get it. It was Tyron Smith. I get it. They withstood a run, too. They, they withstood a run. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. you know, a lot of people yeah. were like, oh, no, here keep, it is. The yeah. Hill Mary at the end of the first half yeah. It's yeah. going to bury him away. You Came gotta, back the start of the second half, scored another touchdown, and all of a sudden, it's, oh, here we go. Yeah. They settled down, and again, they had Zeke, but they drove right back down the field and answered. Somebody so. needs to step up and make plays. Now it's and I, and I thought this was a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta with when, mm-hmm. when Zeke was out. I'm like, I'm begging Des Bryant to make a play. Yeah, I'm beg, I'm begging Cole Beasley to make a play. You know, I, I just you know maybe you know I want to believe in my heart that they're a good enough football team to make plays, but maybe they're not. You know, maybe they're not. Maybe if they lose this game this week and it then then it becomes. Okay, now let's do the autopsy. What what is the real problem here? Is it is it just Ezekiel Elliott? Is it just the quarterback? Is it the wide receivers? Is it the lack of linebackers? Is it the lack of overall depth mm-hmm. in the team? Mm-hmm. You know, you need now you need to do the autopsy then. Yeah, well you brought up personnel and Mickey is joining us. He just got back from his fan hit on 1053. Look who's here. Look who's here. He's ready. Like gum on our shoe. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Welcome, Mick. Best gum you've ever had. Oh, I man. Spit that gum out, Mickey. You know that. Oh, geez. You guys, the, no one can pay for this kind of I know. Holiday spirit. The I holiday spirit. Well, Mick, you're joining us. You know, we just got into everything, and we're talking about how desperately this football team needs to this to win this game tomorrow. But They need to win five more games yeah. tomorrow. Five more tomorrow. Just, <laughs> Can you just wrap them five? all we up. Try, we right. try to get them four. We okay. try to get them four is what we four. try to do. We're yeah. to get them four to, right now. Yeah, I try to get them to nine and five when Zeke comes back for Santa going down the chimney for Christmas yeah. Eve. Oh, I was talking about the whole rest of the way. Oh, five, no. Five that would be great. Six. Yeah. I, I, that too. You might need to win 11. This is what's how crazy this is, you know, with the, the way that the, the, uh, the NFC is. I mean, you've got some teams that are going to be kind of sitting there, and you don't hold tiebreakers on many of them. But you don't. So you got to make sure you're one. But some game of these teams are going to start playing each other. So yeah, in the divisions. Yeah, Carolina like and the, the Saints. The South. Yeah, and then Atlanta will play the Saints, and then you're going to get Seattle and the. I think the Rams play one more time. So you need somebody to start losing, other than you. There's games that have to be lost, but yeah, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they are taking care of themselves a little bit with injury wise. You know, you're looking forward to seeing some guys that have been out for a few weeks back. So, Mick, who do you think the Cowboys fans can expect to see back out there tomorrow? I think you'll see Tyron Smith. Yay! I agree with Woo! you. Woo! Round um, of applause. <laughs> you know, I was I was curious on the uh, Anthony Hitchens thing because it looked like he was out there doing stuff yesterday. I think they came back later in the day and said that, that, that they listed him wrong, if I'm not mistaken. He was supposed to be listed limited. Well, how come somebody didn't tell me that? There was an email that went out. I think you missed it. Get the email? <laughs> Maybe they didn't send it to me. Make yeah. sure Mickey knows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This Go one by goes out to Mick. My feelings are hurt. Scotch Golnick was at happy hour that day. Oh, okay. He was limited. Yeah, that's He did what take I part thought. in practice, yes. Yeah. Okay, so all those guys that were critical, like Lael Collins, they were all limited, right? Right, right. Because San Diego had seven guys limited. 
Yeah, I think this had a lot to do with the game on Thursday. I think the Thursday game is kind of a joke as far as the way the the injury report goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not really. A, it's yeah. not a very fair uh, assessment of really what the situation is. I, I think you're absolutely right, Smith. I think Anthony Hitchens is one of those guys. We'll have to see. I mean, I think Anthony Hitchens is going to give it a go, but we'll see how long he can go. That that's going to be that's going to be. It's like, yeah, it's nice to have him out there, but how long can he go? Yeah. yeah. That's the big hope. I, I think Smith's going to be fine. I'll tell you another one I think you should be excited about is Dan Bailey. Think he's I think, ready to go? I think Dan Bailey's going to kick for you in this Full, football game. All the way? Kick all the off. way. I, 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 even when we do our inactives, I'm going to put Mike Nugent out on, on the inactive. You know, he told me after the game, I asked him, is it harder to kick off with the injury than it is kicking field goals? He said, I want to be able to do everything when I come back. Yeah. But, but I, he but, did say it's harder. Yeah, he uh, he, he, that's said, what he, he told me. Well, he said you do have to maybe compromise. Oh, some somebody days. told you something? Yeah. <laughs> I actually Guys talked to somebody, you know. <laughs> but you think he's ready to do everything? Yeah, I think Dan Bailey's going to be your kicker. Wow. Oh, I do. It depends on what they allow him to do, though. What, kick, field yeah. goals, and all that? Yeah. I'm, I'm calling him in. I mean, I think, he'll kick, I think he's got a good chance to kick field goals. I'm, I'm wondering about the kickoffs. I just yeah, call it a gut. And you bring up a good point about Anthony Hitchens, especially if he's back – how will they decide those plays? What do you mean? Like, yeah. how will they split it up? And they have no choice. Well, he's got to play. He's got to play. Until yep. his leg falls off. <laughs> well, that's, I, that's where uh, they're at right now. I mean, there's no, there's no like, yes. if there was somebody behind him, I don't know if Anthony Hitchens would play. Yeah. But there's really nobody. They, they have to go with this. To Tay's point, though, what's the contingency if if he can't if he's limited or, you know, they, they can't roll If his roll leg does him. fall off. Oh, yeah. If it, I well, didn't Smith's going to gonna start, I believe. <laughs> I believe Smith's going to start instead of Durant. And so Durant would be your backup guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know, I know, but that's that's why that's why Anthony Hitchens has to go has to give it a go. He really does. He has. I mean, they if they if they were capable at that spot. You know what? What? You're not liking me right now, Mickey. I just feel it. I just wish that Damian Wilson had the um, the ability know. to play without Sean Lee. The ability to play the middle, yeah. like he's. He's the guy that's, I think, big enough, fast enough, strong enough. I brought that up last week. Why can't he be in there? I don't think he sees things the way he needs to see. Can that be learned? And I was looking looking for the word, not the ability, the... the, um, If you say the word mental capability, you think that people are saying he's dumb. That's not the case. That's not the case. Mickey's right. Skills? like recognition, he just, yeah, he just instincts. His instincts in the middle yeah. are are I would think are slower. He doesn't see things quickly. When you put him in a Sam linebacker situation, it's take on, get rid, and run. Yeah, it's good. That's what he could do. In the middle, he has to be able not. He's got to read through the center, through the guard. And when you when you ask him to read a guy, it's not as good. He's physical enough to take the guy and get rid, and then run. That's what he can. That's why they can play him at will too, because he has to, he has the ability to run. But in the middle, in the middle, excuse me, he he doesn't see it well. And that and you're exactly right. He just does not read the way the way blocks are. Now that happened in the trap that they had for 71 yards. Even Anthony Hitchens read it the wrong way. He read he, he didn't see the puller and he adjusted and then that's how the that the Kelsey guy, got he, on him he got blocked got blocked yeah and Jalen Smith took the wrong gap yeah they, they, they had a lot of problems on that play that a does not problems. make Mickey happy they should have adjusted I need <laughs> more adjustments oh. quick draw fly over there like I told you just give them all Tommy John so well, I think you don't that's have the, to adjust the frustrating part 
probably to this entire fan base is this next man up theory. And you want you want Damian Wilson to be that guy that can go in and step in there and do that. But Mickey's right. Some people, it's just different well, skill sets. Well, I'll give you an example of next man up theory that, that actually worked. I, I didn't think that Byron Bell was terrible. You know? They, he, uh, it was it was yeah, I mean, acceptable. Yeah, and but you know they had to give him help. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't all every single down. But they gave him help. You know, so to me, if they would have started him in that, I'd been interested to see. It's a hindsight call. It'd been interesting to see if they'd have started him in the Atlanta game. And he gave up a couple of sacks, so that probably didn't. You know, that probably a bad example, but. You know, he's been a next man up kind of a guy. Still too much pressure on Dak. But but the ha- first half was better. I mean, you really didn't notice Byron Bell the whole first half, which is a yeah. good thing. You when, know? when they when it turns into they have to throw the see the, when 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 the quarterback is great is when everything is going underneath. When it's the waggles, the boots, the you know, throwing the ball, not having to make rip throws down the middle of the field to Des Bryant as he's lunging with a man on his hip. You know, it's those throws that he can make with with Beasley open, with Witten open, with Bryant on the curl. You know, things like that. Those are good throws for him. But man, when you're asking him to make rip throws and pressure, that's a little bit different. That's where the big difference between him and a guy like Romo is. Romo will stand there and make that rip throw, you know, and have complete confidence in it. Where and he'll be accurate with it. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. Yeah. And how much of that is experience? I think yeah. a lot of it is ability. Really? Yeah, I think Dak Prescott needs to have a play action game. He's a he's a he's he's everything. He's he's such a mobile quarterback, and he learns he's learned how to throw the ball well on the move. I think he needs the ability to play on the move. That's his best trait. Without yeah, teams teams have figured out they say oh, let's make him throw from the pocket. Let's make him be a pocket quarterback, and you know he'll have. But when he misses when he misses a throw like you said where he climbs to the left and misses Beasley, then then you're like whoa something's up there. Because that's a throw he makes all the time. You hearing footsteps at that point? No, uh, no, no. People say, "Oh, middle clock, middle clock." But yeah, that's uh, what know, I mean. That's how he plays. He plays. He plays on the move. He he throwing to. I mean, Jim Swartz said it. He's defensive coordinator. He said, "I've never seen anybody throw the ball as well on the move as this guy." Mm-hmm. And he's got. And he and he watches practice every day of his guy. You know, so and when when you don't have that capability to be successful doing it during a game, you're going to have some bad plays. Gonna have to play with a moving pocket. You know what? Did they run the sprint one time though? Did you notice they ran the sprint in the game? They sprinted the pocket going left. He hit. Uh, I think he hit Beasley on the yes. flat for four or five yards. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. That's just like a good little run right there. That's handing the ball to Ezekiel Elliott for five yards. Right. You know that. That's kind of maybe. They, I think that's the thing that Linehan does. You talk about adjustments. Linehan plays to his strength. He really, really does. He tries to get him in positions where he can make plays on the move. But, uh, you know, well, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just protect him. Yeah. Yeah. It was better. He still got sacked four times in the game, though. Better. Yeah. yeah. Four times. Yeah. You know how well, many times wh- Philip Rivers has been sacked this year? How many? Twelve. Twelve. I believe, yeah. In ten games. Yeah. And their offensive line, I'll tell you why Philip Rivers doesn't get sacked. Because why? he's willing to stand there and take a hit. He does. He will get rid of the football. He is not. He is not afraid to throw the ball in the stands. Well, but fine. No, no. I'm just saying though. If you watch him play, if you watch, that, you're this right. He's been tw- sacked 12 times in two games. Yeah. I went way down the rabbit hole for this column I'm doing today. Uh oh. I looked up how many times Romo was sacked four or more times in his career in a game. Happened 20 times. Out of how many games? Uh, lots. 90 something. Yeah, something like that. Team went seven and thirteen when that happened, and they only put up fourteen points a game. I mean, no matter and Romo is twenty times he got sacked, four more times. Yeah, 
Wow, I wonder what era that was. Was it a certain era of, I said the word era wrong, era? Is it certain? E-R-A. Oh, yeah. It was only a, a small handful the first couple of years. Those lean years where they were rebuilding the line, yeah. those eight and eight years, yeah. it was more often. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to, you know, he had to put the team on his back. But I'm just saying, no matter who your quarterback is, I'm not comparing the two. Romo is, is Hall of Fame caliber type guy, obviously. You're not going to score a lot of points when your quarterback's under siege like that. So how, how many times? 20. 20 games. 20 games. Regular season. And he, and he, and he probably played about 120 games. I'm, I'm, what was his career record? I mean, it's something. It's pretty good. Pretty good career record. Yeah. But, I mean, it, yeah, it's. I didn't mean to take games? us down a no, road. But no, just, no, no. I'm just saying, I mean, any quarterback, when, when you're under that type of pressure, your offense is going to have a hard time sustaining and scoring points. And, again, 14 points a game in those games where he's, you know, a lot of seven points, six points. One of them was the 51-48 Denver game, though. That's yeah. an outlier. Probably the best game he ever played, but anyway. No, that's good. Now, should fans be concerned about Lyle Collins being on that practice report? Well, it says limited back. Just yeah, I mean, it's, soreness of the week. Yeah, it's just, you know, Manage something, something oh, we, with these players, man, it's weird. Something will pop up in the morning. We've seen it with, with Tyron Smith. You know, all of a sudden he's due to practice and he woke up and then, oh, wait, back tightness a little bit. And, you know, they're always going to be very cautious about that. You know, and I look at this with their ability to practice with, like I say, they're not going to put guys in the field that are hurt. They're not. These no, trainers they never are, would. These trainers do a great job with that, and the doctors do a great job with that. But, you know, obviously they're, they're very, you know, they have to be cautious. If, if he can't go, if something happens, well, then Byron Bell is going to be your right tackle. I don't think it's going to be Chaz Green. It'll be Byron Bell playing over there. He's you your know, new swing guy. Against, yeah, against Joey Bosa and, and, and Ingram. We'll be yep. two guys. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to those inactives because we're going to have to really look at this week again. So join us when we come back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Hi, everyone. I'm Taylor Stern inside the AT&T Media Center. Dak Prescott has had custom cleats most of the weeks of the season so far, but on Sunday he had very special cleats honoring his late mother, Peggy Prescott. Stay tuned to everything inside the AT&T Media Center. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 
To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talking Cowboys. Pick your plays, not your wedgies. Tommy John is the most comfortable underwear on the planet and comes back by a no wedgie guarantee. If you suffer a wedgie in your Tommy John's, They'll give you your money back, guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Cowboys had a good wedgie the other day on that kickoff return. Yeah, they did. Yeah, need need a little bit more of those. Yeah, and then when you get to the other team's 37-yard line, score a touchdown. Knew this was coming. (laughs) Mickey. Trying to tie in the wedgie. They gained seven yards. And then I tried to tie in the wedgie with a kickoff return, and Mickey threw a wedgie in there that, well, come on, score. Just a warm, (laughs) wet blanket over that one. Score. You know who's not having a wedgie today would be Terrell Owens because it seems like he always has a wedgie about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he's a semifinalist once again for 2018. So. Yes. Who else? Jimmy Johnson, too, right? Jimmy Johnson and your guy, Everson Walls. That's right. Cubby. He's a familiar face about for the time. legend time, show. I think, isn't it? First time semifinalist. Uh, but he's down to the last time. His I last year was 92 yeah. or 93. I think it was 93. Oh, you mean three. Then he goes to seniors? And then you go to the seniors, yeah. Yeah. 25 years? I don't think Darren Woodson was on that list. Yeah, how did Darren Woodson not make the 27? He didn't, because he made it last year. Simeon Rice, who we were talking about the other day, of course, with Marinelli, and then Brian Urlacher, former Lobo. Great. Might be a really good class this year, by the way. I mean, Lynch made it. Yep, John Lynch, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss. Steve Atwater's still in that safety discussion. Yeah, I think he's about up, too. Tony Baselli, Rondé Barber. See, they're starting to let guys in that didn't have really, really long careers. Yeah. Is that a good or a bad thing, though? Well, that's for a guy like Tony Baselli, it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys that, you know, that with uh, Terrell Davis didn't have a very long career. Well, then Cliff Harris needs to be yeah. coming up in the uh, seniors. The seniors. The problem, real quick, Tay, and that whole thing. And no, correct I mean, me if, Correct me if I'm wrong, Mickey, about this, though. There's so many players that they forgot in the seniors committee. They're, they're have, they're, the seniors committee are having to go back and get guys that, that uh, initially were forgotten. And, you're, your, and you're only picking two a year. And you're, and you're picking two a year, and you can't. there's not enough time. I mean, guys, Rick Goslin's done a great job with a guy like Rayfield Wright and Bob Hayes and people like that. But you, there's not enough. You don't have five spots. You only have two. And now all of a sudden – Everybody, I, I had a we had a mailbag question this morning asked us about Drew Pearson, and he well he's had better numbers than Lynn Swan, but the problem is though there's so many other players for those spots for those two spots that the that the the seniors committee is trying to go back and get and seeing what the senior committee is trying to do is correct or wrong they are and they only get two right and they're trying to be really. Uh, diligent about picking two who are going to make it. Right. Because the last thing you want to do is bring the guy back. Right. And then he doesn't make it, and he'll never make it. See, I, I, my, that's not good. No, my, my thought is if, if there's one guy I would love to see get on, and I know I've always talked about various Cowboy guys, but I'd love to see Gil Brandt get the opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame. Who's Just, the contributor this year? 
Uh, who is it? it? That's a good question. DeBartolo was last year with Jerry. Who was Jerry, it? Was Jerry and DeBartolo last year? Yes. Were the two? That's oh, it was Tagliabue. No, no, Tagliabue's not in the hall. He's not in yet. He's not in. I don't know. But that, they had it listed. Yeah, let yeah. me look. But yeah, it, is it one? It's got to be an owner. It's not Pat Bolin, is it? No. I read it and I'm sorry. It, I, I was okay with it. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying, though. The you, you, I wish that a guy like Gil Brandt, who was such a huge part of scouting and, and what they did, you know, Ron Wolf being in, Bill Polian being in, you know, they're starting to get like general managers. I'd like to see a scout get in there with Gil Brandt. Oh, you got Don, it, Rob? Don Coriel. Ah, uh, the old coach from the Chargers and St. And Louis, Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. 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 Well, Gil Brandt is a great choice, Brent, and I think because if you look at the way that he revolutionized the way that teams found players, I mean, I remember one time I was listening to Mickey on the Legend Show, and who were you talking to? Was it Cliff Harris talking about how they found him in that random? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, And he goes, work yeah, out. Gil Brandt just found me. I mean, he, I mean, Wachita Baptist. Yeah, absolutely. People didn't even know that school was there. No, but, but Gil did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the way that he worked with IMG, the Gil, way that they discovered, okay, we can plug in all these numbers, yeah, figure the, out certain traits that will correlate to the NFL. Th- that's innovation, and that's one. That's a big reason Jerry's in because yeah. he helped change the landscape. And so, from Gil's domain, that's what he did. Yeah, Gil. Gil was one of those guys. I always love the story about Gil Brandt. He he had a player meet him in an airport, and he timed him in a forty-yard dash in a terminal. Yeah, and a turn marked off forty yards in a terminal, had the guy run, and then got the time and went back home. That's an awesome story. Yeah, that's, I mean that, that's what these guys did. That's this are old. But you look at his career record when he was with the Cowboys and what that team. You know, the the twenty nine years he was here, those are legendary. You know, teams. He's got Hall of Fame players. He's got a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he deserves just as much recognition as as the everybody else that's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it was the three of them, right? Absolutely. Tex, Tom, and, and yeah, and, and a lot of great players. And Gil, and a lot of great players, yeah. and had a lot to do with the Cowboys. Uh, the the story I love from him all the time is when he told me about the first couple drafts he went to, mm-hmm. and they would have it hide at, players at a hotel yeah. somewhere, and they would get one of those not a ballroom, one of those big meeting rooms, right? Right. And uh, he said everybody would walk in with a whole bunch of magazines. They would have their Street, Street and Smith, Smith yeah. college football previews right. and, uh, and a bag full of quarters. Yeah. And so they would conduct the draft. No one, they, no one in there. You yeah, know, no just, cameras. Just doing the draft. And then when you drafted the guy, you went out to the payphone in the lobby and put that, the quarters in that, and that, called the guy. Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. Goodness. My, how times have and, changed. And, and the, the, the draft's a little bigger now than it used just to be. Just a tad. Uh, and, 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 and and the scouting wasn't like, I mean, they drafted end of November, December. Yeah, okay. Look, the season. Take, I tell a real quick story. No, I please. Promise I, I think these are fascinating. I, I, real quick. Uh, when I was in Green Bay, we had a guy named uh, Dave Hanner. Dave Hogg Hanner. He was from Arkansas. He coached with Coach Lombardi at the uh, with the Packers. And they were, Mickey was talking about the November, December draft. And... They had to go get on the train to go do the West Coast swing. They were playing the Rams and the 49ers on the West Coast. So they had to leave to get them on the train to go out West. And they were having the draft, and Hogg was running the draft for the, you know, for the Lombardi Packers. And he, he, he says, man, i got to get on this train. He gave the administrative assistants three names. And he said, hey, ladies, if any one of, the, if any one of these guys are still left, draft them for us. i got to catch this train. So that's, 
I mean, the day of the draft, you would the, they, they agonize about the seventh, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. They agonize about that one. And here they are. Dave's like, hey, listen, ladies, pick pick one of these three guys. I got to catch this train. That's I got to go. People are, more, go. people are more serious about their fantasy drafts now than that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. 1979. I, Rob probably heard this story before, but Kellen Winslow is going to be a first round draft choice. Missouri, University right? Missouri. Missouri Tiger. So I'm there. Ooh. I'm covering, you know, the team. And uh, he's he's like, yeah, you guys come on over to my apartment, you know, and we'll <laughs> wait for the phone call. Yeah. Right. So we get over to his apartment. He's got this long look on his face. He goes, well, we got a problem. He goes, what's that? He goes, well, you know, this is kind of close to the end of the school year. And we started uh, cutting off our uh, utilities and my phone doesn't work. Ooh. Oh, no. And he's like, how am I going to find out? They can't call me. And, and so we were like, well, we ended up going over. Did you pass the hat? No, we went over to the oh. Missourian uh, newsroom. So I was working for the Tribune, the guys from the Missourian. Oh, they invited there. you in? We went in. Well, it was my newsroom four years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was oh, his. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, we go over to the newsroom, and we monitor the draft on the AP wire machine where it would just print it out. Yeah. Yeah. And and it would go first first pick and then next to who picked next and you could see it was going like nine ten and he hadn't been picked yet and his face is just you know it's like getting embarrassing yeah. right because they thought he'd be a top ten pick great player and then at eleven San Diego Chargers select Kellen Winslow and just like <sighs> but Woo. that's how that's how he found out he so stood, he, was, he just ripped it he, off the we tape ripped it off you know we're watching it as it's going as it prints out and that's how he found out he was drafted and he was really cool inside. The newsroom, like, you know, okay, and he did his interview. And then those guys went to their desk to start writing, and I had to leave, and I walked out with him. I got outside, and he let out the loudest scream ever, the loudest scream because he, was he so knew happy. he was going to Don Coriel's oh, offense. Jackie Smith looked in, out pretty in good. San Jackie Diego. Smith, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, Air Coriel. Coriel. They wanted a tight end yeah. that would line up in the slot and go yeah. down the field. Tell you what, 79, that's when ESPN started, so they hadn't started the draft yet. So you can yeah. watch it on TV. That they, Getting it on the AP wire is pretty cool, too. Can you even imagine? Crazy. Well, before we get to our final channels. break in here. Story time here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, we're all feeling nostalgic here. Yeah. I get it. Before we get to our final break here, because, yes, we will have to end a little bit early today at 1020-ish. But let's get to inactives or what we think yeah. will be the inactives as of right now. Of course, I think you already started it, Brian, with number two. Yeah, I do. Okay, do you want to go through mine? Well, two fifty. Right, oh, oh, go. You got it. Got him. Go ahead. Two fifty. Go ahead. Eighty nine. Eighty nine's good. Now we think it's going to be I'm trying to think because you got five back out there. Twenty again. I'd go twenty. That's a good name for me. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's four. So three more. And it's not going to be Byron Bell. You need him out How about there. About sixty eight. Ross. Ross. Ross would be one. I keep forgetting about him. Is yeah. he I really here? He's really here. Have we seen him? He's really – he practices, yes. Okay, so you got five. Throw me two more, Bren. Uh, how about 79? Okay. Chaz Green. Chaz Green. Oh, Mickey doesn't like they suck and win through his teeth right now. Got two, two tackles on the injury report. I'm going with 79, Mickey. All right. Go what about uh, what about Ben Wickery? And that's what that's, I would say. That's my guy. Yeah, Ben Wickery. Ben would be, Rickery. Because that gets 53 up. Did 53 not play in the game the other day? Did I see that on the Arch on the, Lillard? Did I see that on the on the? He was listed as did not play. He was active though. 
was going to. You sure? I was going to look it up. You no, can... it's on there. No, it's I got on, it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you got the. Thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember seeing him. That's why I kind of was wondering. Yeah. So he's the, he was the only guy up for the game who didn't play for Dallas. He's another you say one. Instead maybe. of 79. Maybe maybe much 53. Lower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with Hitchens, I think you need all the linebackers up you can, even if he's ready to go. Ben Wickery makes a lot of sense, especially since you got Awuzie uh, looks like now he's playing. ready yeah. to go. Yeah, I think yeah. you got to go heavy at linebacker this week. Yeah, yeah. Every every healthy guy you got. Yeah. And you're okay with Chaz Green. Mickey's not, but I understand that too. <laughs> I, I just worry about the injury part of it. Yeah. yeah. Gotta Rob? go light. Yeah. Eighty-five. What about eighty-five? They had no Brown up last week. Six receivers. It seems like they're committed to having him active on special teams yeah. in, involved in the in the offense. So, I mean, maybe you do go with Chaz inactive, and, and if you have to go emergency at tackle, then you do something else and, and maybe move somebody from, you know, so, so a, no, a Zach no, Martin in an emergency situation. Noah Brown played nine offensive plays, ten special teams. Yeah. Uh, March Lillard. They had, he had it to, says he played – Make sure I got the right one here. It says he played five special. No, the, yeah, it says he played five yeah, well, special they, teams. Well, then they made a mistake. Mm. No, on this they did yeah. snap count. Yeah, not a mistake. Not a mistake. And then Ben Rickery, special teams only. Fourteen special teams. That's it. Nothing. So they're going to sacrifice him for the extra linebackers. What they're going to do? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with me that would be two twenty twenty three fifty sixty eight seventy nine eighty nine. 89. People hate that when I do the number bit. Okay. Look it up. There's a roster on the website. It's called <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's take our final break. We'll be back with the rest of Talking Cowboys right after this break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is is talking Cowboys. I can't think of anything better to do on a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving than to order a Papa John's pizza. 
Everybody's going to be worn out cooking the next day, so you want to do something easy on Wednesday night, and you just order Papa John's $10 large pizza, pan pizza, however many of those great ingredients you want, and it's yours, and they even deliver. So better delivery, better pizza, Papa John's. That is money. I like that. Money. People don't cook tonight, do they? Everybody goes out. Some people prep. Yeah, you prep. You prep. Yeah, you get time. You, you snack, can snack on what yeah. you're prepping. Yeah, kind of I've got a friend that inject. He would have a big party on Wednesday night at his place. Bunch of drunks. Uh, no, actually, they all hung over. It's a bunch of next. It's a bunch of food. Oh, he ends up cooking. That's where Brian's head always goes. And you know that's where I, I learned drunk Mickey cooking a turkey. That's why I learned uh, how to uh, how to grill pizza out on the uh, outside on the grill. Ooh, could you do that with Papa John's pizza? Uh, yeah. If it wasn't cooked already, yeah. Let me ask you this: though, the grill pizza, do you put it on foil or do you put it no, you, on the grill? You put it on the grill. Okay, you, so you get the grill marks. Get the grill marks okay, on it. Cool. You, you just kind of flip it over the the dough over. Stone? You cook on a stone? No, just put it right on the on the grill. Be risky, Brian. Jeez. I just kind of worry about it kind of sticking. To no, the it doesn't. You put enough uh, oil oil on the, on oil. the grill, yeah. and then just get the bottom, and then you flip it. Put the ingredients on the part that you kind of charred a little bit. Right. And then put it on there. Yeah. And while the rest of the dough cooks, the pizza cooks, and it's yeah. pretty darn good. All about and you're on your third bottle of All wine when it. that happens. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Salud. I was, I was in charge of what was wine. Char- we all had no. We all had a, a station. Oh, I know what it was. I was in charge of. Uh, so this guy owns the sausage company. Yeah. And so he had the. Of course sausage, he did. He had the, the sausage, sausage maker of Chicago. He had the sausage uh, cooked like a like a lasagna. It was all sausage, and, and he just baked it. Yeah, baked it. And so somebody had to somebody had to like crumble it up. That was my job. And I looked down and I go, what are you talking about? That's hot. He goes, oh, I got some plastic gloves yeah. for you. Well, th- those are the little goofy gloves that people wear to, you know. Go to the some- doctor. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's going to be hot. I'm not doing Surgical that. gloves, huh? But I did. Yeah. So that was my job, yeah. Crumbler. Crumbler. You are a crumbler. You are a hero. And I did snack, by the way. You did snack. I was thinking of the, the, the movie Ferris Bueller, the sausage maker of... Oh, Sausage King of Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, that's yeah, why Mickey yeah, was a... Yeah. Sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that was here. Yeah. Rob's Twitter poll. Let's go! Speaking of Thanksgiving... Yes. We're a happy poll today. Happy. Oh, yeah. Happy finally. Thanksgiving. And this might be an unfair poll because... I know what I voted for. 1974, best Thanksgiving game. Brian votes it. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Seven years before <laughs> Rob, so I don't know. Is that fair for the you know did it, did the it older get 7%? crowd that's not on Twitter? Did it get seven percent? It got less than seven percent. Here's the other three. Okay, options. well I was part of it. Okay, 90, I was at that game. Ninety-four. Jason Garrett's big comeback. I took an L that day. Jason Garrett's Walter Mitty. I moment. took a big L. I, there's no nothing good about <laughs> that game. Nothing. Beating those Packers. Yeah, nothing. 06, Romo's first Thanksgiving as a starter. Five TDs. Tampa Bay, right? Man. Yes. They mauled him that day. That and was a butt kicking. Last year, Dak and Zeke, first Thanksgiving together. They balled out. I threw that one in there for the younger crowd. Good catch by uh, Terrence Williams. Remember in the corner? He got real Tip-toe. tiny. Got a little tiny? Yes. Toe drag swag. Did get tiny there. Yeah. Anybody got a vote? I, I, I think I'd vote for Coach Garrett. Coach Garrett. You know. Did you see it? Well, I've watched a lot of highlights. Of it. <laughs> I've watched a lot of highlights. Garbage of it. is that? 
Well, because of the fact that he took the advice from Brill Garrett, his wife, the night before when she said just throw it up to Alvin yeah, she Harper. Must, she must have watched Terrell Buckley play that. Yep, game. she knew the corners pretty well for the Packers. She did. And I think it was awesome. Get the red ball a win on Thanksgiving Day. Glorious. Nick, can I – I got write-ins for losses. Oh, my God. <laughs> some of the losses. Minnesota. The great games. Minnesota. Uh, the, the, don't put Lee on it. The Darren don't. Nelson one? I don't, no, no, no. Grant? Minnesota. I was thinking of Randy Moss. Oh, yeah. That was. And then and then there was the sleet game. 93 with the hit, the ice storm. Yeah. yeah don't do not do that. And then, and then the other one that I told Rob about was the 89 one against Philly that turned into the Bounty Bowl. Oh, well, they went after Zendejas. Where they went after Zendejas, and supposedly they were going after Bounty Aikman. Bowl. Nothing says Thanksgiving and family Mickey, and love what, what, like what, bounties what, what, on okay. people's heads. Can Mickey describe a setting for me real quick? Mickey, describe. Johnson comes to the podium. Are you guys all crowded around? Are you what are you what are you doing there? Are you like because he, he comes up and it's like he just makes a statement because there was an interview and then he room walks off at Texas Stadium and, and no he got up and he talked and the and whole then, time and, and then he somebody, left and came and back then, and then somebody asked him did did you say anything to Buddy Ryan yeah. after the game he goes I would have but he took his big fat da 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 awesome in there before I could say anything to yeah. Him. I wish Jason would say something like that. Just right, just what just, just, just I one thought, time. I thought, I thought, I thought he walked Jimmy to the podium. Was, what Jimmy was doing is he was deflecting the fact that they got beat like 27 to nothing yeah. or whatever Smart. the score yeah. was because they were bad that yeah. year. Smart. What would you uh, vote for, Rob? Uh, I would say Tony Romo's because that was I think that was my first year on the road trips and covering full-time, and it, it was Romo mania, Romo momentum. He was Dayton Carey Underwood. It was just all happy fun time. Five touchdowns, and that wins the poll. 56% Tony Romo. Oh, it wasn't Coach Garrett? He got 14% of the vote. I guess I should have voted. He would have got 15. So what did my what did my 74 team get? 4%. 4%. That's because people... That's why I, I said it's a little... Remember. Good old 1974 I the, I was, game. I, I went to the game with my grandmother. Absolutely. I was there. And, I mean, and, that, and that might know, be the most famous one, replacing... Staubach in that game. Yeah. What about the snow game? Even though we lost the game. That's right. That's what, that's what we're talking about. The most yeah. memorable one. I felt me. bad for Leon. Uh, Leon led. I didn't put it in there. That's that was a, nice. That was you. a weird day too. I remember I, that. The I, weird. I got the on. I got on. Uh, one. I guess it was one fourteen. Was it to the then? Stadium. Was it still one fourteen? Uh, yeah. And I had to get my tires in the ruts. To get there because they the no they didn't the snowplows couldn't get out everything right. was iced over right and so I'm in the ruts going towards Texas Stadium I get there they had the field covered with tarp but it wasn't a tarp like a baseball Ridden diamond field dart, tarp like a big yeah. long thing it was these little ten yard strips. strips that were going horizontally across the field right mm-hmm. so. First problem was they had nothing. The sleet was so high on the field, they, they didn't have anything to get it off. So they found somebody who would opened his his machine store or whatever, and they got these little tractors and brought them over, right. and they kind of started moving the stuff off. But then when they got it off, the tarp froze onto the field. Yeah. No! Astroturf. And they had to start ripping it off. Astro, no! Astroturf field, yeah. Astrid. And so they start ripping it off in strips to get it. Can Stop we... being disingenuous. Hey, <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. Can Dak get five touchdowns tomorrow? Wow. Uh, how about two? How about one? Why do you one? want five? Because Tony Romo got five touchdowns. You get five touchdowns combined. 
Some rushing I'm, passing. I'm going to take the Nikki approach, though. I think they're going to have to score 24 points at least. At least. At least. Yeah, I think because the Chargers are one of those teams. Yeah, they had the big outburst last week, but they got two. They got a pick six and a fumble return for a touchdown. They got 14 off that. They got some defensive big plays. Yeah, they sure yeah. did. I, I, but traditionally, they're, they've been in games that their losses have been 24-21, uh, 19-17, 26-24. They won the Giants Low game. Low scoring. Yeah, 27-22. They beat the Raiders 17-16. You know, they, they it beat Denver 21-21. And, and they lost to New England 21-13. So they don't score a lot of points. They've only had one game. They've scored more than 27 points. I'm curious. Buffalo. I'm curious to see, can they get their running game going? They've got Melvin Gordon. That's what I would worry about. He's only getting 3.8 yards of carry this season. They're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try. They're going to see how well it's done in the past few games. Yeah. If you're you're Ken Wisenhunt, the offensive coordinator, you're watching the tape and you're going, what's my best avenue for success? They haven't proven they could stop the run consistently without Sean Lee. Why not? You know, Melvin Gordon is just as explosive as Jay Ajayi. He is. You know, I mean, I've seen film. I think it was a Jacksonville game. They throw him a, hand him a toss sweep. And my, I remember in Jacksonville, I was watching a couple, wait, my, what game was I watching? It was the New England game. Had a huge run in the New England game. Was that game. the 87-yard touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Huge run in that game, New England. You know, that, that was a finish. I mean, he didn't get caught from behind. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Ken Wisenhunt, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to load up and see if I can run this football on these guys. You know, the thing with their passing game, I noticed, their top five receivers, only two of them are wide receivers. Yeah. The other ones are running backs and a, and a tight end. They play We've with seen that before. Yeah, but Gates can still make plays and Hunter Henry. When Hunter He's only Henry, caught six pass, 16 passes. Hunter Henry? Henry's the guy. Yeah, Henry's the guy. When, when they throw the ball to him, when he has five or more receptions, their offense, they, they win games. I mean, he's kind of their, like, well, what, what, he's their Zeke. You know what I'm saying? He's there like, you got to get him involved in the game. The average is 13 yards a catch. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like playing Philadelphia with the three wide receivers again. Gates is more on reputation now than it is ability. But the last time I think these two teams played in San Diego, I think he was nine for nine on tar- uh, targets and catches. To Gates? Yeah, to Gates. Wow. And that's the game they had Woodhead and they ran them. Remember that? The, yes. The wheel route and they couldn't cover Woodhead. And that was uh, Bruce Carter. That was Bruce Carter day. Mm. Yeah. Are we so, going to play some rank them? That probably created yeah. Bruce Carter as a free agent. That that's year. that's that's true. Let's play rank them real quick before we get out of here. What are we ranking? Oh, we pick a player. Yeah, you, you can take you can take Lawrence back. I get Lawrence I, I, back yeah, now get, you, since yeah. he did, he zeroed out last. He zeroed week. out for me. Actually, he had five tackles. Yeah, and a lot of pressures. Yeah, too. he did. He wasn't terrible. Back to Lawrence. Tay, who you got? Dan Bailey. Dan Whoa. Bailey. You know, you're talking about these low-scoring games, Brian, and you're saying, you know, it could come down to maybe a field goal. Hey, let me tell you something, Tate, to think about, too, as well. You need touchdowns. This team's the best in the league in in red zone defense. Only 40% of the time, teams score touchdowns. How about this for a stat? They only give up 1.8 yards a a carry or pass inside the red zone. Mm. That's best in the league. 1.8 1.8 yards. That's their average of yards given up in, in the red zone. So to help you guys out, to pick somebody. Oh, I got my guy. Oh, okay. Are they still dead last in run, run defense. defense? They are absolutely dead last in run defense. Just throw that out for you. That's their 4.9, uh, 4.98. I'll take Alfred Morris then. Yeah, why not? Who you got? I'll take Dak Prescott. Woo! Dak Prescott needs to bounce back in this one. He really, really does. He had to answer a lot of questions about plays he missed in the game. 
I think this is a podium where he stands up there and talks about how they were able to get some things done tomorrow. Is I he really eating the turkey leg post game? I'm going to say. Well, if he's right, he is. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good point. I think that maybe Alfred Morris might get the turkey leg. Maybe they'll share it. Maybe they'll have him on, on camera together. I'd yeah. love to 4. see Alfred Morris. 4.9 yards of rush. 4.98. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, yeah, Rob could be very well right. I, I think Dallas, two teams are going to be trying to commit it to run the football tomorrow. I think so. And I, but I try to chip away at each other. But time. I like Dak Prescott tomorrow. If they can get things going, I like a bounce back game. Him talking at the podium about things he did well and not things he did poorly. And before we go, Mick, what's the first play of tomorrow's game? <laughs> it's going to be a handoff to Alfred Morris. Woo! Al- I mean, get- last week it was a handoff to a young money rod. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mickey's going to get him in 13 personnel. He's going to just, he's going to wham it off that right side. Wham. <laughs> Against a nine-man front. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do that? Yeah. You're just inviting everybody to come to the line of scrimmage. 61% of the time, they're going to bang their head against that wall. They're a run-first offense, Mick. Well, they threw to Jason Witten last week on the first play of the game for that seven yards. That was the first play, right? That was. Seven yards. It was all all curl for and seven then, yards. And then gained Thank another you. yard after yeah. that on that series. Yeah. Kicked a field goal. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this short week. Tune in tomorrow, the pregame show, 2... 2.15. 2.15-ish? Yeah. Okay, 2.15. Did we decide on Friday yet? Friday, we're going to make sure that we keep you in the loop <laughs> on DallasCowboys.com. So join us whenever we come back. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?